Join us in September for Becker's Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. To register for this virtual event, go to our website at beckershospitalreview.com forward slash virtual dash conferences. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by a terrific leader, Kevin Fleming. Kevin's the Chief Operating Officer of Clinical Service Lines at Providence. Providence is, of course, the, probably the second largest faith-based institution in the country. And thrilled to get a chance to visit with Kevin and talk about strategy, talk about advice for leaders, and a lot more. Kevin, can you take a moment, tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us about the role of Chief Operating Officer of Clinical Service Lines. Sure, absolutely. And, and thank you for the opportunity to be here. Really excited to have the opportunity to share. But uh, my role at Providence is an exciting one. I'm the administrative leader uh, for six key clinical areas that we have within Providence. We kind of have some key system-wide service lines that we work with across our geography, across all of our uh, care areas. Uh, so heart, orthopedics, cancer, women's and children's, digestive health, neurosciences, uh, and then we have some other areas that kind of uh, cut across uh, broad subject matter areas, perioperative, laboratory, acute care medicine, where we recognize in an organization of our size with not just our acute care hospitals, which we've got 52, but uh, also just a host of you know, physician practices, ambulatory care sites. Uh, there's opportunities that we have as an organization to work together and learn from each other and reach out to our patients in a stronger manner, uh, kind of building on the learnings we get from each other. And so I work on this system team that really pulls those work streams together and looks for those opportunities where we can uh, deliver more value for our patients and, and uh, purchasers of care, uh, hopefully in a way that's compelling. So it's, it's really exciting. It's uh, some strategy, some operations, but 100% uh, partnership, I would say. And talk about, so working through six different service lines, big, big key ones, how does a large system like Providence deal with those across sort of state and, and hospital lines and so forth to make it a little bit more of a unified approach? How do you, how do, you do that? How does that work? Well, you know, I think the key is looking for the right spaces for collaboration, because I think... It, you, you called it out. We've got a lot of geography that we cover, and, and there's going to be differences across our regions, whether those be unique market challenges, uh, how we work with our physicians, whether they're employed or aligned or a mix thereof, the payment models. You know, we may have some regions that are still very heavily fee-for-service, others that are really leaning into and uh, forging ahead into a high level of, you know, capitation or value-based care. And, and, you know, just different priorities. So how do you find a sweet spot uh, for how we work together? The question you ask is a good one. But I think what we tried to do is really let our physicians and our care teams guide us to the right places to find the right bodies of work that are going to resonate and are going to make sense across our geography. And so we recognize that, you know, I'll take something that may be hospital-based. If there's implant contracting or, you know, quality of care work around, let's say, stroke door to needle times or, uh, you know, some other clinical measure that we want to look at, we could do that 52 different times with 52 different teams and 52 different hospitals all working on these, these same projects, you know, 
putting all that effort into these same things, or we can do that together. And so what we found is when we find those common needs, we kind of work as a system uh, collaborate, collaborator, uh, kind of a think tank, bringing our experts together so we can work on it as one body, uh, have kind of one work stream focusing on that, and then let our folks who are involved in the work take that to their regions, take that to their hospitals, to their care sites, and everyone shares from that collective knowledge and that collective learning. And so what we found is, and this is where it really creates value locally, when you're working together on the big things that everybody's going through, it actually gives more time at the local level so that you can focus on the things that are unique to Anchorage, Alaska, or unique to Los Angeles, California, or unique to Lubbock, Texas, when those big things, you don't have to spend so much of your effort and, and frankly, very limited resources on things that you can work on as a group. And, and, and Kevin, talk about, you've had this great career, and quite frankly, I've had a front row seat in Washington and getting a chance to discuss with you over the last several years. What advice do you give to emerging leaders or people trying to have great careers as impactful professionals? What advice do you give to people? First, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, and, uh, you know, not sure that I'm someone in the best position to give advice, but I'll give you a couple of the things I've learned, I guess, and hopefully they'll serve some other people well. I would say, that, you know, first and foremost, uh, be kind and be genuine with everyone. Uh, you never know. Uh, as you go through your career, uh, someone that you're working with, someone that you uh, are working under, or someone that you have the chance to lead, um, how you're going to be able to collaborate with them or partner with them in the future. So really, you know, being yourself and, and giving of who you are, I think is important. Uh, I think it's also important serve, serving something or someone other than yourself, uh, whether that's the people you lead or the organization you really believe in having a, you know, a higher purpose than just moving forward for the next career step. And then lastly, I would say, just always be curious uh, and, and ready to learn and grow. I think you know, every day, I hope there's an opportunity for me to learn something from someone. I know that anyone I encounter is gonna be someone that I can learn something from. And so keeping that open inquisitive mind, I think is important. and. You know, I think I've had the great opportunity to work with uh, some great organizations, certainly now Providence included. And, you know, I'm excited about the opportunities still that uh, are in front of me uh, in, in my current position and, and whatever may be to come. Take a moment. Would you summarize those three for me again or list them real quickly? I know it's be nice and authentic to be able to be open to learning. There's one more that I missed there. Could you give me those three again of, of ideas for people to have great careers and be leaders and so forth? Um, sure. The, those two that you mentioned, kind of uh, being open to learn and grow, uh, being kind and, and genuine, you know, true, who you truly are. Uh, and then lastly, serving something or someone other than yourself, you know, be that your, uh, the people you lead, you know, as a servant leader uh, or the organization uh, that you're a part of, the, the mission that you can connect with having it where it's more than just uh, a job that you go to, uh, having it where you're really in a position of service to, to that higher good. Thank you very much. And, and, and Kevin, talk for a moment about where are you most focused and excited this year? What, what are you 
got yourself focused on this year that you're most excited about as we as we tail into the second part of the year or the last part of the year? Sure. So there's a few things that, that stick out. I would say we're doing a lot of effort right now around our workforce. I think, you know, you hear this across the country. This shouldn't be anything new. Uh, there's there's workforce challenges everywhere, and I think healthcare is uh, no different, and, and certainly Providence is no different. So we're really trying to connect with our uh, caregivers and the, the people that we get to partner with on a daily basis to, you know, navigate these changes. Um, you know, COVID has brought a lot of change to uh, obviously how we deliver care, but obviously uh, also for our caregivers, what their experience is. And so we're trying to evolve what we're doing and how we connect with them, you know, into making sure we've got an experience that really resonates for our caregivers. You know, we're working uh, through disruptors. You know, I think, you know, these can be foreseen and unforeseen. Obviously, there's, you know, competitive disruptors, new entrants into the healthcare market. But then, you know, you've got things like uh, this pandemic that we always seem to think we're turning a corner only to find ourselves facing it again. So, evolving our work in a way that, you know, puts us in a place to be ready for whatever's to come, uh, those disruptors that are just around the corner. And, you know, I think all of that, you know, at the same time, keeping pace with the rapidly changing nature of, you know, what has been established care delivery, because our patients are expecting a, a new experience now. Some of that's in response to COVID, yes, but I think we can never go wrong when we put ourselves in the shoes of our patients and, you know, try and design our care in a way that's going to be more impactful to them. And so whether that's, you know, in some of our service lines, we're really focused on making sure we can get the best care experience in the best care setting, which means moving things out of some hospitals that have traditionally been where that's taken place and others that's making sure that we've got the right services in those right care settings. Uh, I can give an example you know, we've talked previously in some conversations about the work we do with robotics and how some of those programs are. Uh, we've got a couple of our uh, regions that have taken the step to uh, deploy robotic assets and ASVs, which has been very new for us and uh, had some good partners work with us on how to do that. But we were recognizing that's what the patients were asking for. And ultimately, that's also what our physicians were looking for. So if we're going to be a good partner, uh, for our patients and be very patient focused and also a good partner for our docs, we've got to really reimagine and uh, rethink what that traditional care delivery has been. Kevin, what an amazing role you have. I mean, your thoughts here on workforce and taking care of the workforce and the changing workforce, dealing with constant disruptions, they seem like they're always going, and then constantly improving how you deliver care are so core and so critical. Thank you. Let me ask you one question. You mentioned disruptions, COVID-19. Do you have, can you give a gestalt sense, are you free to, of what you're seeing with COVID-19? I mean, Providence is across so many regions, so it's a good sort of like microcosm of what's happening in the country. What are you seeing with COVID-19 currently? You know, sadly, we are seeing a, a resurgence and seeing that happening in different communities at, at different pace and, and a different scale. But I, I think, sadly, it's uh, safe to say that the resurgence that we're seeing uh, is the result of the variant, obviously, but also uh, the result of, you know, 
very clear, good advice about vaccinations and taking the steps of masking and precautions, uh, you know, only elevating the importance of those things we can do to protect ourselves and protect our families and, you know, protect our caregivers and patients. Certainly, I think it uh, continues to just really crystallize that for everyone involved, uh, how important it is to uh, take this seriously. And I think, you know, Providence has been at the forefront of that. Uh, back in January of 2020, uh, had one of the first, if not the first cases in the country, uh, admitted to one of our hospitals in Everett, Washington. So we, we feel like we've been at the, the tip of the spear for this for really since the beginning. And, you know, we've been uh, really just inspired by the work our physicians and our clinicians and our care teams have done uh, to care for our communities. And, you know, it's exhausting and it's uh, challenging, especially for our, our frontline caregivers to uh, see this surging up again. But obviously, you know, our mission is to serve our communities. And, you know, it's just so inspiring to see the work that they do every day. Um, even though we are here again, uh, facing this, uh, another surge. Oh, thank you very, very much, Kevin. Let's hope the surge goes up and down quickly. I know the hospitalization numbers are going back to being horrendous, difficult numbers. Death numbers are back to a thousand a day. Let's hope this passes quickly and people get vaccinated and keep taking care. Kevin Fleming, always a pleasure to visit with you. What a great professional career you're having. Thank you for your leadership, and thank you for joining us, Sam Peckers Healthcare. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the opportunity. Had a great time.